1981, there was a murder so shocking that it changed the entertainment world forever, yet the killer was never brought to justice. Now, almost 40 years later, we're reopening the case, reviewing old leads as well as new evidence, to try and make sense of a killing which gave rise to a massacre. The who, what, why, and how of when video killed the radio star. Welcome to the Radio Star Murders. Welcome to the Radio Star Murders. We're going to be breaking down music videos, determining if a video did in fact deed did in fact indeed kill the Radio Star. We're going to be doing "I Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That" by Meatloaf today. And Clay, this was your choice. Yes, it was, and I'm here to tell you about what this movie movie. It is a movie. It really is a movie. It's a grand film by one of America's greatest directors. And uh, as a brief synopsis. Uh, after a brief prologue about traveling the universe to find quote-unquote her, we open on the entire police force of a small country chasing down a beastly phantom alien motorcycle Dracula, who I can only assume did something really awful to warrant such a waste of tax dollars on his apprehension. <clears throat> after accidentally killing a cop, the demon <laughs> casually heads home, where he finds an extremely narcissistic female trespasser sitting on his fountain, dripping water on herself while she looks in the mirror. Freaked out, about, freaked out by how hot she is, the hideous monster runs back to his mansion and explains to all of his candle friends, very vaguely, the thing he would not do for love. While talking to himself, the hot lady breaks into his home and proceeds to sensually rub herself all over his stuff in a sort of bizarre Goldilocks scenario where Goldilocks is constantly horny and in need of a bath and the bears are wanted for murder. <clears throat> After finally explaining that the one thing he won't do for love is cheat on her, the girl gives, gives the monster a very chaste hug, which, in the grand tradition of fairy tales, offers the hideous ugly beast only the slightest of physical upgrades by turning him into meatloaf. The new lovers <laughs> the new lovers ride off into the sunset just as Detective Patrick Bateman shows up with the entire LA LAPD to find an empty monster house, a Michael Bay film. I thought it was uh, Detective Jared Leto. Who, who does he play in American Psycho? Uh, Paul Allen. I think yeah, I think that detective looks like a drop dead uh, ringer for Paul Allen. I think, but anyway, yeah, this is a a Michael Bay production, which is shocking. Hell yeah, it's a twelve minute long song. The video is seven and a half minutes long, and the single on the radio yep. is five and thirteen and some odd change. So, why did you choose this song? I choose this song because the song itself is epic enough, and um, I've always kind of wondered. Even even now, I'm not totally sure exactly what he won't do for love. I guess it's cheat on her, I guess, is the answer. There's actually, you know, we talked about in the previous episode about learning something about a song and looking for the lyrics. I I thought that this song was in the tradition of Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell, for the first album. This is off the second mm -hmm. one. And I, I thought it was more in the tradition of the sort of funny songwriting that they do. Him and Jim Steinman, mm -hmm. I think, are the people who write these things. Um, this song is not being funny no. about anything. Like it, it's, it, it's not actually saying it, it says there are four things in the lyrics that he won't do for love. And there's, four. um, yeah, there's four of them. I can say them. There's forget the way that you feel right now. Forgive myself. If we don't go all the way tonight, do it better than I do it in my life. I, 
I don't know if those are the things he won't do for love, though. This is this is the funny because thing. It's the, what's confusing about it is that the last line is "I won't do that," and it implies that he hasn't already said what he's talking about. But those things are mixed right. into the the verses before then. So he'll say, "Well, go- my understanding. I, I I know what you're getting at, but my understanding is that the song as a whole." is him talking about how difficult it can be being in a relationship and there are ups and downs and sometimes things are really hot and heavy and sometimes he wants to, you know, just get out of there. And then she accuses him of cheating. Yes. And so the whole song is him saying, listen, this might be tough. This might not be the easiest relationship. There are tons of things I would do for love, but I would never cheat on you. That's my understanding what the song is about. That is in in typical... Like I, I the the funny thing about Meatloaf and this and Steinman who write these are their songs are pretty clever. They're almost like I don't they're not really parodies, but they're like very interestingly clever lyrics. Like I don't even know if this is my favorite Meatloaf song, but it's a um it's a good example of stuff like two out of three ain't bad and Paradise by mm-hmm. the Dashboard Light and stuff like that. They're mm-hmm. sort of they're clever and what you're saying is right. She sort of flips it around on him at the end. And says, yes. you're going to leave me and you're going to do all these things. And he says, I won't do that. I, I would say that he does list a bunch of stuff that he, he won't do earlier. So it's not this. What, what's funny about the song is there's this whole like mythos and like popular culture about like what is that thing he won't do. And he actually mm-hmm. says it a bunch of times in the song. It's very funny. Like it's it's one of those things you only realize when you look at the lyrics, I guess. And the yeah. fact that people probably don't listen to the whole 12 minutes of the song and get to the end where the woman is saying everything that he won't do for. Right. Well, the reason I picked the video was because uh, even as a kid, this video always fascinated me because um, A, because of how semi-mysterious the lyrics are and B, just because of how wackadoodle the video is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where they've taken they've really taken the tradition of uh, it's sort of it's sort of how music videos skewed after Thriller, basically, where um, they went from just showing off the band playing with some intercuts of some weird artistic shit into we're actually going to tell a short film story. Like in the last episode, we talked about how there's been like a progression where all of these changes have sort of like blended into something that kind of is not great anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is right in the pocket where they were telling, they were throwing a lot of money at these things and they were telling stories. This is like a big fairy tale story. And, uh, it's it's just uh, it's I I love how it um it takes the idea of the music video the trappings of the music video which still has to show the singer singing the song <laughs> but also <laughs> creates this weird fictional universe where he he exists independently of the other character that he's playing cuz he he shows up Meatloaf shows up as himself yes while the singing. beast is still there yeah yeah while the beast is still there in like this other, this weird cutting back and forth. And it's just a, and they're also, there's, there's literally a scene that they take right out of Bram Stoker's Dracula, where the three women come up out of the bed and start like lesbian sex, rubbing yeah. themselves off yep. of, yeah. And while he's just like talk, sitting in a chair <laughs> talking about stuff he's not going to do. Um, it's a really, I feel like it's the best way you could have handled this song because the song is so nebulous that you kind of need a narrative video to kind of lock it down. See, as we um, as we get into this and we try to try to hash out what this show is actually what we're talking about, like why why we're what the concept behind this idea is. Uh, mm. I'm approaching it now is whether or not the video is a good fit for the song and whether it enhances it. 
or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I don't know if this one actually does. Um, I was shocked that Michael Bay directed this. Although when I was watching it and I didn't realize it was Michael Bay, I was like, will this film student ever give me an establishing shot that's longer than two seconds so I can figure out where the fuck I'm, I'm what I'm looking at, what's going on? The, no um, way, man. It's all about impressions. He's got, he's, <laughs> there's so many cuts. It's like, it's impossible to track what's going on. And then as he's, uh, as the beast is running through the, the forest and then he falls into his sort of like this fountain or whatever and gets to his house, it kind of slows down at the end and everything. But it's a very Michael Bay uh, style. Apparently him and Meatloaf had a, a little bit of a connection because he directed a bunch of his videos. Um, oh, I mean, the first shot of the video is like a helicopter flying in front of the sun. Yes. Which is like, Chasing a motorcycle. if that doesn't tip you off right away. Yeah, as a motorcycle, ghost motorcycle drives into a tomb. <laughs> so if that doesn't tip you off, I think... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think... this? You know, it's funny. I wasn't sure until I looked it up if this was a Michael Bay or a Fincher, because I know Fincher did a lot of music videos too. Mm. Um, I think Fincher might have done... Janie's got a gun, which I thought the cop in this was the same cop from that video. So maybe that also is Michael Bay. I don't know. Either way, this cop is is getting weird cases and he's not very good at his job. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, he's on the like, the demonic uh, possession team or something like that, chasing down these things. So you you think the video actually works for the song? Yeah, I think it does. Um, I it's does the Beauty and the Beast thing work in terms of what they're talking about in the song? No, Do I don't think so at all. Okay, no. all right. Um, it's I, I maybe it doesn't work. I guess it's I guess it kind of doesn't now that I think about it because that's what fascinates me so much by it is because the story that they're telling in the video is like completely removed from what the song is actually talking about. Yes, uh, but it feels like it's sort fits. of. Yeah, but I guess you could make the argument that. He's telling this woman all of the things that this new love of his, all the things he will do or won't do. Uh, but she, but it's a girl he just met, so there's no sort of like connection there. Yeah, it seems to me like they were like, this song has a woman singing in it. We need to have a video where a, where a woman plays a prominent role, <laughs> other than just like showing her boobs and like her legs and stuff. Yeah, I'd I'd say that. Um, and fir- also. I would also like to say it. There is a bit of a uh, fulfillment as far as the Jim Steinman element goes, in that um, Jim Steinman loves this shit. Like if uh, if if you didn't know the song um, uh, "Total Eclipse of the Heart," which was by Bonnie Tyler, which was written by Jim Steinman, um, originally was written for a musical he wrote about vampires. Yeah, sure. Uh, he, he, what, a, so, what, a, what a strange songwriter he is. Uh, he's very good, yeah, but he's he wrote very an entire unique, musical yeah. about Batman that never came out. There's a bunch of songs on YouTube you can find that are all songs by him that were for a musical about Batman that uh, he then repurposed a few of them into later Meatloaf albums. But uh, <laughs> he like loves this gothic epic shit. So like if you're gonna do a Jim Steinman video or Meatloaf video, it has to be big. It has to be bombastic. It has to be epic. I think it, I think it works for the song in that it is it is. If it is nothing else, it is an epic music video. It is, it is epic. I think it could be. I think it could be more. I'm actually b- b- through the fact that it's Michael Bay. I actually feel like it's a little bit lacking. Um, and yeah. I, I feel that the uh, the first thing that I don't know if the video suits the song is that the video chops off about five minutes of the song for it. And after listen, after listening to the full version of the song, I don't know if it's a big sacrifice because the, the song is kind of samey, like the. 
the composition well, like three 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 of those five minutes are just like piano intro <laughs> <laughs> they are this the, the motorcycle revs in the beginning for about 35 yeah. seconds and then the piano the piano riff is pretty fucking sick though that's a, that's a that's a wonderful yeah. piano riff and it's got that steinman meatloaf thing where the piano is actually dominant over the guitar in the song like yep. you you hear the piano a little bit more but the i i think that it, it's not a great I think the song is too long, obviously, for one thing, but it gets kind of samey, although the composition is pretty outstanding. It's it's obviously mm-hmm. a very composed uh, bit of music. And I think that the video suffers a little bit because it can't sustain the entire length of that. It has to cut it down to make it uh, you know, appetizing for an MTV type audience. And I don't think that the... I, I think that it fits on some sort of weird emotional level, but I don't really know mm. if it if it works all that well. And it, it also is dangerously teeters dangerously close to um, goofiness, which I think on earlier Meatloaf songs works a little better than here. But this is it's actually an earnest song from Meatloaf, which is unusual for me. And it's unusual because I realized it as opposed to like uh, Bad Out of Hell and things like that, which are a little bit more comical maybe like there's a sense of humor yeah. to those and this one doesn't really have that it's a very sincere love song yeah i'm kind of surprised that they weren't more literal about it actually and and have like a video about you know even like a like a knight or something you know something yeah. that's equally epic but is more about a knight actually trying to win the the love of a woman or something instead of to, to me instead if- of this weird Beauty and the Beast thing? Yeah, well, to me, it felt like the kind of video, if you're doing it modern, he would be singing in their apartment as she is breaking up with him and packing a bag. You know what I mean? Like she, Yeah, I don't it, know if that quite matches the uh It, it, it doesn't the match the theme, so but it's, much, it's, but. it's it, you'd have more... I, I feel like the stress on the anything uh, on anything but that would be built into it. But the, the sort of... the production of it is kind of insane because there's a lot especially when he gets to the house and there's candles everywhere and things like that and the cuts are just so fast you never really appreciate uh how much work is going into it oh yeah no i mean this this video was production designed like crazy i mean it, it from it's it is a shame you don't get to see more of it because it looks great i mean it's if you like that michael bay look which you know kind of originated when he was doing this stuff this it looks fantastic so what's your, um yeah no, so, go ahead. I'm well, what's your? Time. I mean, what's your? Would you say this is Meatloaf's best video? Best video that he's come out with. I, I feel like a lot I of Meatloaf like videos. To be. Yeah, it's got to be up there. A lot of them, I feel like, are live performances that have been cut into music videos. Um, and also, to be fair, I don't really remember any. I know there's one for uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, but that's more of just like him singing. Yes. I think. Yeah. Uh, and this is the only one that sticks out in my mind. And I mean, it's if you look at it from a from that point of view. It's definitely successful because I'm I I have this video has been in my mind for thirty years and I've yeah. never forgot it. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- even if it's me, even if it's me over the past thirty years, every now and then going, wonder what the hell that meatloaf video was about. <laughs> I, I mean, it's got a bunch of good. Mo- I like his exploding through the crypt wall as he like destroys the police officer who's got a shotgun <laughs> waiting for yeah, him. Yeah, I was wondering if that was a callback to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Because oh, sure. his character, his character comes in busting through the wall on the motorcycle, and that I wonder if that was an intentional reference. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it, it's good. I, I do you do you like meatloaf? Is meatloaf something you listen to? I you know yeah, not frequently, but uh, I think that everybody 
can get something out of every now and then listening to Bad Out of Hell One in its entirety because it's a fucking amazing album. Yes, it's like yeah. if if you're if you're not too worried about listening to the hippest music of today, Bad Out of Hell is an amazing album. It's really awesome. I you know I I'm a I'm a big heavy metal fan. I love that. Uh, I love the the epic music every now and then, and Jim Steinman is nothing if not epic, and Beatloaf is nothing if not epic. So I've I've always liked his his stuff. Yeah, I like Bad Out of Hell one. I think two out of three ain't bad is my favorite Meatloaf song. Um, this one's good. I, I, this one feels like it's the the composition is just more elegant than the first album. Um, it feels a little bit more complicated, and the sort of like the the arrangement is more complicated. Um, mm. And it feels more like rock songs in the original one. This feels like it's really like an operatic piece, which which fits the the music video to a T. Um, but I, I still well, it's feel... Kinda... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I just... I think that it's a... I, I like the sort of straight-ahead rocking aspect of the earlier Meatloaf album mm. as opposed to this one, which feels more like this is a range, and I appreciate it on a technical level, but it's a little bit more difficult to sink into. Well, it's it's kind of funny because it kind of reminds me a little bit of another video that I'm sure we will cover if I have anything to say about it, which is November Rain by Guns N' Roses. Yeah, sure. Where it's, they, you know, their first album is very much a straight ahead rock album. And then Axl Rose discovered the piano. Right. And it turned into like these super epic long, you know, monstrosities for lack of a better term even though i prefer even though i like that song but it's like it feels that has the same feel as this song and i don't i don't know if 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 that was just the time where people were going bigger and more epic and grand at the time in in music in general um because i feel like this is right around when grunge is coming out so maybe this is the tail end of the inflation of rock you know yeah, this one came um, out in 93, right? So it's even later than that. Like Nirvana's been around for a little bit. So this is more yeah, it's, true. Uh, it's been hanging out for a little while and he's 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 maybe just uh, clinging on to his earlier success there. Um And also this was his this was his like comeback album. Yes. Because he had, you know, after he and Steinman split, uh he had a bunch of shitty albums and he blew his voice out. And this was so this was them coming back together and this was his big comeback. Uh, so it, it's it's appropriately large for that for that occasion, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we can uh, just sort of wrap this up with whether or not we think that the the video works. You you uh, picked it, so you obviously think that it uh, or it kind of does, or at least you had a inkling towards it does. I think that I watching this one is it certainly feels of an era. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it feels like this is an early '90s uh, music video. This is the way that they kind of made things back then. I don't know if it really fits the song. I don't think if I think if they came to me with this script, I don't think I would have okayed it if I was the director of it. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, like I like the video and there's nothing really wrong with it. And this is totally just a a personal taste thing. But I, I I guess it goes into maybe this show is about us discovering what we would do for music videos if we had the if we had the call <laughs> about it. And I don't know if this would have been my main thing, although it certainly feels of an era. Well, you know, I think it's all about intent and and what you want out of it. Like, I would say, I honestly think this is a more successful music video than the Imagine Dragons one, mm-hmm. um, because that Imagine Dragons video is, while it might fit the song, I find it painfully forgettable. Sure. Uh, and kind of just like, bleh. whereas this, you know, like I said, it's been stuck in my head for 30 years. Like it's, when I think of the song, I always think of the video. Um, 
So in that case, I would say, yeah, I would call it successful. Yeah, it's it's certainly not as sterile as the Imagine Dragon ones. Although I, I wonder if the sterility of the Imagine Dragons is kind of the intent. Although you can listen to what we talked about for that one. For that one, this one, this one feels certainly feels warmer and more uh, more lived in than that. Uh, that's it, I think. Um, thank you for listening to the show. We're going to be breaking down more music videos coming forward. And thank you, Clay, for suggesting Meatloaf's I Would Do Anything for Love, parentheses, but I won't do that, close parentheses. Um, my next one, I think, since we'll take turns alternating, I'm going to go with a, uh, a little bit of a classic. We'll really break down the, um, how, can you actually get away with spoilers in a music video? I think we're going to do uh, The Prodigy <laughs> Smack My Bitch Up. Because I think that's one of the more interesting music videos. If you haven't seen it, check it out before uh, we see it to see if you get a reaction out of it. But we'll be talking about that one next. Anything else you want to say about meatloaf? Uh, No, I love it when it's cooked right. That's right. It's an easy recipe. And it's basically just a big meatball that you don't split into other meatballs. Yeah. And he's excellent. I will say going forward, I will say, yes, he is excellent in Fight Club. Uh, Which also made me think that this was Fincher because I thought that's where the connection was. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, I will say going forward, as far as songs being picked by either of us, I'm going to tell you right now, more often than not, I'm probably going to skew older. Yes. Um, which is, pro- which is good. Cause I'm, you know, I think it's good to, to get both a bunch of different eras, but you know, I'm, I'm probably going to end up going more older and, and I assume you'll probably be a little bit newer. Yeah. Newer and either something I, because you kind of vacillate with the songs that we're picking. It's like, I either like the song, I grew up with the music mm-hmm. video. Or there's something clever to the music video that I remember. And the Prodigy one falls into the clever aspect. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll see about that. But a lot of them are going to be my, my sweet spots are probably like if you were to plot out the dates of what music videos, it's con- probably going to be like the mid 90s will be the sweet spot, like yeah. the TLC uh, Waterfalls era. Uh, yeah. That's when it was most in my living room and in my brain. But anyway, thank yeah. you guys for listening to us discuss meatloafs. I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. Leave some suggestions about songs that you'd like us to cover down below. And otherwise, I guess we'll be back with the Prodigy Smack My Bitch Up next time. So see you then.